0: Hello, hello, hello. Good morning on this super spiritual Sunday. You are now tuned in to WDGS333 on your podcast station. I tell you today, today, today. Oh my, oh my. Remember all that we have is today. Yesterday is gone and it's in the past. And tomorrow is not promised. So all we have is today. And today, 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 do I have a awesome word from you? You know, yesterday I started out on mining your mouth and mining your manners. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I tell you, this morning when I rose, God continued to usher in. Different thoughts and different scriptures on mining your mouth and mining your manners. And one of the most profound ones that he had me to provide today is Matthew's chapter 12, verse 35 through 37. And it says this. Well, not verse 35 through 37. My correction. Verse 30 through 37. It says, Wherefore I say unto you, All manner of sin, all manner of sin, and blaspheming, shall be forgiven unto men. But the blaspheme against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. And whosoever speaketh the word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven unto him. Neither in this world, nor in the world to come. Mm. So we have another world and another world to come. Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. Mm. O generation of vipers, how can ye be evil, speak good things? That's a question. How can you be evil and speak good things? Mm. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Oh, my God. Mm, Let me read that again. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So, see, you got people that can be evil and speak good things. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. And then it goes on at verse 37, and it says, A good man, out of the good treasure of the heart, bringeth forth good things. Mm. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you, now all this I'm reading, Jesus is talking. He's talking to the Pharisees who called him a devil. But he says at verse 35, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that man shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words, your words, thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. The uncertain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. But he answered and said unto them, A evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall be no sign. Hmm. Be even unto but the sign of the prophet. And then he went on and explained other prophets in the Bible that back in the days where there were signs and the people still didn't listen. So I want to talk today about. Minding your mouth and mining your manners. You know we all fall short in the things that we say. And why do we say them? Sometimes we may say them out of ignorance. What I spoke on yesterday. We don't have that knowledge. That biblical knowledge of God. You know, it's so imperative, though, as Jesus was telling them, once you come into the household of faith and you have declared and decreed that you recognize you are a child of the most high king and you are king of king and you are lord of lords and you are a, a, a royal priesthood. <clears throat> excuse me. See, when we start acknowledging our relationship with God to other people it becomes imperative the things that come out of our mouth. Now I just read what Jesus told them because he was talking to church folks. See the scribes and the Pharisees they were church people. They they were always having things in the synagogues. So he was instructing them that if you don't have evil, you can't if you have evil in your heart you can speak good things, but you got evil in your heart. Oh, my. Oh, my. See, evil begets evil. If you speak evil, people know you got evil in your heart. But there are some people, how many of you know that, that can speak good things but have evil in their heart? See, we have to mind our mouth to mind our manners. And I'll tell you something else right quick. Because I'm going to try not to hold you too long today on this podcast. You know, we all, like I said, we all fall short. We all have a time and season. You know, I say the only thing, I have only one regret out of my life. And that is, if I had been obedient and took all that my grandmother tried to give me about God. Took it and learned of him then. And walked upright. Throughout my life. That's 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 my only regret. That I didn't make a, a, a choice. That I made now. To walk upright before God. As, as soon as I knew of him. So therefore yes. I made many mistakes. I made some wrong turns. And thought I was making the right turns. But see. What we did in the past. As I read earlier, we can be forgiven. How many of you know that? He said we can be forgiven for every sin that we've committed. We can be forgiven for even even things we say against the Son of God, even as we blaspheme men. But the one thing the Bible says we will not be forgiven of in this world or the world to come, which is the Holy Ghost. Now, you may ask, what is the Holy Ghost? Now, according to the Bible, the Holy Ghost is the teacher, the keeper, the leader, the guider into all truth that bring things back to your remembrance when it comes to your relationship with God. See, it's your comforter, what the Bible said, It comforts you to let you know how awesome and powerful God is. That's why people have to be careful what they say about people when the anointing of the Holy Ghost rests upon their lives because I tell you something you know, I was thinking about this podcast and I was thinking how good God has been to me. A lot of times people say to me, oh, you know what, you, can you just give me a plain answer? or can you, you, Are you always talking about God? I even recently had someone to say that their leadership told them that most of the time, and I'm quoting unquote, that when people talk about God all the time, oh my God, they are seeking validation within themselves. They feel that they need to be uh, solidified or validated. You know, and I didn't reply. I didn't reply. And they said it a couple of times and I didn't reply. You know, sometimes when people say things, because I know I talk about God a lot, so I don't know if they were throwing stones at me on the slide. You know, because people will do that when they talk to you. You know, they'll throw a rock. But they don't throw it where you think they you they they, they throwing it. You know, they be like Ernest T. Bass on, on, on Andy Griffin. They throw a rock and run and hide a hand instead of just telling you straight up, well, you talk about God too much. You know, sometimes people say, well, don't give me no answer from God. Well, can you just tell me plain? But I want to be one to encourage you today about the mouth. See, because one person faith and focus can take them to fabulous opportunities. And another person faith Without focus can take them to the path of stagnation. That's why sometimes you got people that get stagnated in their lives. Because see they want to they want to answer for everything outside of the will of God. I'm trying to help somebody this morning. You know, I know a young lady. <clears throat> she became a single parent at 21. And one thing she said, I remember she said at 21, and she's like 31 now. She said, when I I had my child, she, she was determined she did not want to live in neighborhoods where she would feel her children would not thrive in a comfort of safety. You know, and we know there's nowhere safe under the sun. But she was just, she, to her to her. She decided to keep her children in a certain type of neighborhood because of the school district, because of the conveniences and other amenities that the property had as well as the community and neighborhood. Now she declared that at 21 and she's, she's, she's 31 now and she has lived to make sure she does that. And, and, and see, when you listen to people sometimes speak certain things out of their mouth, you know that they have to have a faith and a focus behind it in order for God to move upon it. So see, when I talk about God a lot, that's because I have a faith and a focus behind it. You know, I think about people who are sports fanatic. And you know, a sports fanatic, if they hook up with another sports fanatic, wow, I'm telling you, I knew two brothers. In my hometown, they would stand under the, the, the lamp, the, the light on the street light. And because both of them were sports fanatic, they would talk about sports all night long. I mean, everybody in the whole city knew that these two brothers were sports fanatic. You know, but so why is it when we meet people, oh my God. In this day and time. Who love to say well I'm a child of God. I'm a king of a king. I'm a person that believe and trust in God. No matter what. And they want to sing to God glory. And they want to dance to God glory. And they want to prophesy. And they want to talk in tongues. And they want to walk in all the gifts. But when you start talking to them. Oh my God. About God. They want to get offended. And they want to act like you talking about God. To be puffed up or validated. But if you are a fanatic for God, just like a person who's a sport fanatic, this is what you talk about. Oh my God. When you come together. But you see me, I think the opposite. I think when people don't want to talk about God on a regular, it's because they don't have biblical knowledge of God. And instead of just humbling to that, oh my God, and taking and listening and learning or being faithful Faithful and committed and focused, they cop out by talking about other people that talk about God. But if you know they got a they got a relationship problem, they'll talk about that all day long. Oh my God. Every time you get on the telephone, see people pick and choose what they want to talk about. Sometimes I entertain it, sometimes I don't. But it's not my place to say every time you talk, you talking about your relationship or every time you talk, you talking about sports. That don't mean you validating that thing. Because the person who talk about sports, it may be somebody who never played. They just like the game. Oh my God. I hope somebody got that. You don't need to be validated by what you embrace talking about. Let me share something with you. I like to talk about the Bible. I do because I like reading the Bible. I like studying the Bible. I I, I was I like to talk about the Bible when I was going to Sunday school when I was a child. And I did all kind of manner of evil between that time and now. So I never talked about God for validation. I talked about God because one thing I learned from a child about God, that he got the answer to everything. See, some people couldn't understand me. I tell you, I dated a guy some years ago, and he said this to me. He said that I was different in such a way that my focus and the way I do things when it came to God was different. Now, he's not the first person told me that. Because, see, I said to him, I'm not easily bored. And he kind of felt some type of way because I didn't need him up under me, covering me, smothering me, and I still didn't feel compelled to do wrong a, a, a cheat. I just know that the word of God is a whole lot of company to my life. I don't know about somebody else, but the word of God is my life. Let me tell you and share a few things what the word of God has done for my life. And maybe you can identify if it has done the same thing in your life. And then maybe you can even comprehend better why I love and enjoy talking about the word of God. If I had 10,000 tongues, number one, I couldn't thank him enough for all that he has done for me because I know without him, I would not be sitting here right now today. So that's number one. Every breath I'm taking right now is a breath that was allowed by God because I've been in situations I could have been dead and gone. I've had a heart Uh, uh, acceleration in my heart, I could have been dead and gone. I've had one surgery years ago that they thought I was dead and they was going to close me up and realize I was still alive and what one problem they thought it was was not that problem. See, I got a reason to talk about God. I don't know about somebody else, but I'm going to give you some little natural reasons why I talk about God because he give me directions and instructions on how to be a better person. He make it he he, make it, uh, he put it where I can make it into heaven and have an eternal life. He give me those instructions and directions. He give me instructions and directions where most people just get caught up in this life and not just the life after this one, the world and the world thereafter. See, I have to prepare for two worlds, the world I'm in and the world I want to end up in, which is the world that God is in. I I, I talk about God because to love him and believe in his love from above is what I need in order to enter into the next world. I talk about him because he tells me how to handle my money. I talk about him because he tells me how to take care of my business and not just take care in an ignorant way, but to take care with knowledge, to make sure stuff is paid on time, to make sure stuff is done on time, you know. Everything that I know and I do is because of God. Now, if you think that that's something to not uh, talk about God, then then I, I tell you what will happen is that everything, everything we do, everything we do is determined by God. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, it is. So that's why I talked about God. Everything, our job, our opportunities the tests that we take for school how many times have you all got ready to go get a job and you had to pray about it wanting God to open a door how many times have you went somewhere to look for somewhere to live and you had to pray about it and talk to God about it I mean and God move for you see this is what's awesome when we pray and he moved for us how many times Have God taught you how to recognize those who you need to hang around and those who you don't need to hang around? How many times have God showed you those who you need to have a casual relationship with or for people for you to not even entangle yourself with? How many times have God showed you those who hate on you and those you recognize that's your enemy? How many times have God made suggestions on making wise choices to deal with people whether they rich or poor. See, you don't have the ability to know how to deal and make wise choices with people rich or poor and make decisions concerning these people if you're not being led by God. Oh my God. How many times have God showed you how to keep Your body, your mind, and your soul healthy from things that will otherwise damage you. How many times have God showed you when things that are done, when there are wars and pestilence and disease and breakouts, especially nowadays in this land, how things are breaking out, you know, and they just coming at uh, uh, some people, you know, even being bit by a mosquito. Even even down to the measles. Even different disease that's being transported back and forth from foreign countries. And God has covered you from not being able to come in contact with that. But you realize you was on that same plane. Or you was in the airport at the time. What must I do? Therefore, I decided if I needed to build a house. And I don't have a bit of knowledge about building a house. Spiritually or if I buy land and build it from the ground. Oh my God. And you think I shouldn't talk about God? This is the man now who orchestrating all this stuff in my natural life as well as my spiritual life. Then what about talking about God for the purpose of me just having money? And when I get money, what must I do to survive with money? Oh my God. How should we talk right, walk right, think right, and do right? How to raise our kids, how to be better parents, how to pray, and why prayer is important. What to do when my heart is heavy and I've lost a loved one and I'm grieving? How to survive without having to commit to whoredom, but instead, how to get married and how to be honorable and let my life be what God said it would be, but He will honor me and bless me, and I can receive what God has for me from being married. How to survive. How to survive. How, most importantly, to stay out of hell and not be tempted by my own lust. I mean, and the questions can go on and on and on. I mean, on and on and on. If everybody has had some encounter out of that checklist, go back, rewind, listen to that checklist. Put a check by any and everything that you know that God has done for you. And then ask yourself. Do you think you talk about him too much? How are you going to know how to formulate all these situations and circumstances if you don't have the word of God inside of you? And see, when people are fanatics about something, just like a sports fanatic, they can tell you points and ins and out about the game that people who don't know and have knowledge of that sports, they can't tell you. So you know what'll happen? They'll get bored. If a person...